this is The Collegiate. Hello there, I'm your host, Finn, along with Alex, and today we'll kind of be going through the rounds. We'll be discussing, you know, looking at last week's games. We'll be looking at the first week of Big Ten games, which was really exciting. And then we'll go into our no more predictions. do college basketball so get ready for that but first but so, so now we can get to it um first game i want to discuss is the virginia tech versus wake forest and virginia tech is a team that i have said i just i wasn't convinced by they 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 lost okay in an okay way to unc i and i just i haven't their game just haven't been convincing and I came into this thinking, all right, well, this is the game where they prove themselves. If they kill Wake Forest, they'll be a good team. They'll have my respect. If they beat them by a narrow margin, it'll prove that they're not as good as what a 19-ranked uh, team is. And not only do they not you know, win by a large margin, but they actually lose. Alex, take it away. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think this has been a constant theme with upsets throughout uh, college football this year but it's just been kind of outgaining that other team but turning the ball over so many times that 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 the amount of yards that you're actually getting doesn't even matter in this game virginia tech outgained weight forest by about 120 so yards but i think the three turnovers and specifically those three interceptions really killed virginia tech they weren't really ever out of this game per se like i think they were in this game the entire time um at halftime it was only it was 10 to 17 um you know and they they were constantly down 10 they weren't out of it but i just think they didn't play very well um you know they relied on the field goal um for most of their points um and i think that you know even though they were able to get 11 more first downs i just don't think that they played particularly well in this game given the fact that you know, Wake Forest has not, you know, Wake Forest is not, a, you know, a, a team that everyone should be worried about. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for Virginia Tech, um, I always feel like they can't win that big game or they'll lose, uh, whether it be against teams like Old Dominion. They, they, they're always one of those teams that I think people are convinced that they're good and they never are. Uh, and this game kind of proves it. Um, their schedule doesn't get much easier. They got uh, Miami, Clemson, and Pitt all. And, and Pitt's, a, Pitt's a decent team, despite their blowout loss against Notre Dame. They, they played well early. They've kind of stumbled. But their schedule, Virginia Tech's schedule doesn't get much easier from there. And it, quite frankly, if they, if they lose to Wake Forest, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose away at Louisville. Uh, so... I just, as I said, like I don't think this is a great team. This game proves it, and it's not going to get easier from here. So, next yeah, game. Yeah, and on the topic of, let me just let me just talk about Louisville really quickly. I think that you know, this game that they play against Louisville, Louisville, not Louisville, is going to be an opportunity for them to get back on track. And I think that Louis, Lu, God, my bad. 
Louisville is not actually that good of a team. You know, they've played, you know, they've beaten Western Kentucky and FSU. But other than that, they haven't really looked good in any of their other games. So I think that this is a good opportunity for them to get back on track, Virginia Tech, um, and, you know, get in a rhythm before they play those tough games, as you stated. Yeah. So next thing I'm going to discuss is UNC versus NC State. UNC was coming off of a terrible loss to Florida State, and I said they could struggle against a team like NC State. I think this game, I going into this game, I thought this was game was all about proving, would show how good of a team they are, especially after coming off a tough loss against a team they should have beaten. And this game was plain and simply a blowout. NC State never really had a chance. UNC dominated the run. Javante Williams ran for 160 yards and three TDs. Howell threw for 250 yards and a touchdown, and the defense got four turnovers. They were just clicking. Now, there were there was especially one interception, which wasn't the quarterback's fault, in which UNC was kind of handed. But that's besides the point. UNC dominated. There was never really any doubt that they weren't going to win this game. So, for me, this proves that, hey, this is this is a team that, you know, a team like Notre Dame might have a tough time against, and are for real despite that loss to Florida State. Yeah, and like I said last week, I think that the loss to Florida State was a pretty large fluke. I mean, I think that those two crucial dropped passes at the end of the game really killed UNC's opportunities. Um, And I think this game against NC State, I thought coming in was one of the better games of the week. I mean, you have two ranked teams that are both pretty solid. Um and I think, like you said, UNC really just dominated this game. I mean, they were up 38-7 to in the third quarter. Um, and, and I don't think NC State really ever had a chance in this game. Um, and if you look at the stats, UNC almost had 600 yards. And they controlled time of possession almost 40 minutes to 20. So I think this was just a you, great you, performance for them to UNC sort of get back on track back with, after that loss. Yeah, UNC definitely got vengeance and, and had blood on their mind. After that loss, the final game I want to discuss is Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. Uh, probably Oklahoma State's biggest game up to this point. And for me, watching, it just seems like they were surviving. And quite frankly, Iowa State should have won this game. They missed two field goals. And those two field goals ended up coming back to bite them. And um, as the score says... It was a three-point uh, uh, game, if I remember uh, correctly. Um, yeah, three-point game. So those two field goals were huge. Oklahoma State, as I said, just quite simply survived. They didn't do anything special. Great run. There was a great run by Chuba Hubbard. But aside from that, I never felt like they were in control. I just felt like they were playing for the next game, trying to get through it. Yeah, and I think that I was going to say relatively the same thing i don't think that either team played their best football um and i just think that oklahoma state was the slightly better team i think i said that coming into the week and even with those missed field goals i mean they i mean they used those missed field goals to their advantage obviously they wouldn't have won if those went through um but i think that this this game just showed like neither team really played their best football but oklahoma state was able to barely win i think the stats are pretty similar um if you look at it both teams, like, time of possession was literally off by eight seconds between both teams. Um, and I just think that, you know, first downs was pretty close. Total yards was pretty close. Turnovers was close. I think that neither team played their best, like I said before. 
Um, but I think Oklahoma State having that 24-14 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter with only about 10 minutes left was just a little too much for Iowa State to yeah. come back from. And Iowa State, it'll, as I said, like they missed those two field goals. Iowa State was driving, and then Brock Purdy throws into double coverage and gets intercepted. This was Iowa State's game. This was this was an Iowa State loss for me, not an Oklahoma State win. So Oklahoma survives, State survives. They got Texas and then Kansas State and then Oklahoma. So it's not going to get much easier for the next three weeks. And for me, this is where they prove themselves. If they can get through these games, put them at four because this team is about to go. Straight through, and they, they already started. Like this is a this is going to be a tough four game stretch. They've got Texas. They they have Texas at home, but then they have Kansas State away in Oklahoma away. And I mean, I think if they get through the first next two games, Bedlam will be crazy, and it'll be exciting. And Oklahoma State, I'm I, I'm rooting for you guys because. I, I love that I love that mullet that uh that your, your coach's name is escaping me um but I love I, I love the mullet your coach rocks and uh it's not gonna get much easier from here but Oklahoma State uh, survives and is able to live another day with their playoff hopes so the final game yeah um, I agree and I yeah go ahead go ahead no, you go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that, yeah, like you said, Oklahoma State, um, you know, they haven't really – they've always been that team that's ranked in the past. They're in the top 25, but then they go into that one game where they play a top 10 team and they just don't win it. And then there's just no chance for them to sort of improve after that. Um, and therefore, they play a bowl game. They might win it. They might lose it. Um, but I think that in – you know, this season is really going to be their chance to sort of make the playoff and – do much better than they have in the past. Yeah. Mike Gundy uh, is coach of Oklahoma State. My bad. Oklahoma State fans. So, the final game, uh, I, I think that, yeah, that was actually it for games I wanted to go over. Uh, so, we're going to move into really the kind of the main topic for today, which is the Big Ten is back, and it came back and was everything you could have hoped. You had Rutgers finally winning, um, so let, let, you know. In fact, let's let's kind of dive into that because for me, Rutgers did R- Rutgers won, which is as in Rutgers ha- haven't won a Big Ten game since 2017, and they finally get one against Michigan. Michigan did did have seven Michigan State. Michigan State. Um, Michigan State did have uh, seven turnovers, but good for Rutgers. You know, it's nice. It's it's it, it's got to feel nice to have your first conference win in three years. Yeah, and this was a pretty impressive win if you think about it. I mean, I don't think Michigan State's particularly very good, um, but I think they went into Michigan State. Um, they had a fourteen nothing lead in the first quarter. You know, Michigan State tried to you know, sort of cut it to eight with, you know, in the third quarter. But I think that how they started the fourth quarter and how they finished it ultimately was able to allow them to win this game. And I think that, you know, like you touched upon, Rutgers has not been a very good team in the past. They've been just absolutely terrible. Um, 
But I think Michigan State having seven turnovers really just killed them in this game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Rutgers, congratulations. They got a tough one against Indiana. Uh, we'll discuss that later. Um, so, I mean, there, there, there was a lot of big games. Perhaps, for me, the biggest surprise was Northwestern absolutely dominating Maryland. This was not a particularly close game. And, I mean, they really, like, Maryland looked terrible, but Northwestern also played incredibly well. Uh, 325 rush yards, four running backs had four or more, 40 or more yards, and quarterback uh, Ramsey all through for 212 yards and a TD. So it was an overall great day. Uh, their defense also got a few turnovers. Uh, Tagged Viola for Maryland looked awful. Not Tua, his brother. Um, looked terrible. Maryland's going to be really bad, but I think especially if Wisconsin is weakened and with Minnesota already coming out with a loss, as well as another team that I thought could have contended, Iowa and Nebraska. Every team in the West has some sort of issue, whether that's Wisconsin having COVID or uh, you know Minnesota coming off a tough loss. Northwestern, I think, could potentially take the Big Ten West. Yeah, I don't think there's much to say about this game. Um, I think 43 unanswered points. Um, I, I mean, I just think that Maryland, like you said, is not a good team. Um, they were outgained by 330 yards. They threw, they had four turnovers, and I think even when they did have some chances, um, you know, you know, interception, interception. Um, fumble, you know, and they were punting the ball throughout the game. So, yeah. you know, they just weren't doing what they needed to to be able to be competitive. And I just think also credit that to Northwestern because I think they played pretty well. Um, yeah. You know, they, they I, I mean, they didn't really show many signs of weakness. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then and then the, the another kind of interesting game I talked, I, I talked about, mentioned Nebraska. They played really well against Ohio State for a half of football before Ohio State ran away with it and did what Ohio State does, which is dominate on every level of the game. And Justin Fields, there was, Fields played really well, 276 yards, two TDs. Uh, he only missed, he only had one incompletion. Uh, Justin Fields looking like a Heisman candidate, of course. Um, and, I mean, Nebraska, uh, even though the score doesn't show it, Nebraska played a really good half of football. Uh, and if I'm Nebraska, I'm looking at that first half and saying we were we were in this game against one of the best teams in college football. If we can play, for, if, if we can, if we can just play a little bit longer like that, we can, we we could win a lot of games this year. Um, now their next game has been canceled uh, because Wisconsin, who coming off, I'm going to transition to a little bit. Uh, coming in, had their second-string uh, five-star QB, Graham Mertz, take, have his first start against Iowa. He played extremely well, 281 yards, five t touchdowns, um, and got some attention from Patrick Mahomes, who tweeted about him. Uh, so as a, Wisconsin, as a Wisconsin fan, this was thrilling until we got midway a few days into the week, and we... And found out that Graham not not only does Graham Mertz have 
uh, COVID, but then also does the backup, which would have meant uh, Wisconsin would be on the fourth string going up against Nebraska, which I don't think they would have won. This game has been canceled because uh, Wisconsin has a lot of people with COVID, so they've had to cancel it to some uh, for at least uh, three weeks, I think. Wisconsin won't be able to play. But uh, Wisconsin looked great. Nebraska looked looked good for a half. Um, so Nebraska can't – I feel bad for Nebraska because now they won't be able to play this week, and who knows what type of repercussions that could have on this season. Yeah, and I think with this sort of shortened season, every game is going to be pretty crucial, right? And I think having opportunities against teams that are – you know, a little bit easier than Ohio State are going to be pretty crucial for, you know, this team. Um, and I think, like you said, they did not play particularly horrible in the first half. I think that they were, I mean, until the final stages of the first half, like, this was a very, like, doable game for them. Um, and I just think that this showed the power of, like, adjusting, at the sec- adjusting in the second half because Ohio State really pulled away. Um, you know, the score was 17 to 52, but the stats don't really show that. I mean, Ohio State outgained uh, Nebraska by about 100 yards, but, you know, I mean, they, they scored, they won by almost, you know, they, they won by a margin that would indicate that that would be larger. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you talked about Wisconsin, I think that Nebraska, uh, given that this Wisconsin game is canceled, they're going to have to play Northwestern on November 7th. Um, and they, I, think, I think that will be an interesting game because I think Nebraska is coming off a game where they played okay, um, and Northwestern's coming off a big win, but not against a very good team. So that yeah. should be a good game. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna kind of go over it so we can get to every game. Uh, Purdue Iowa was a great game. Both teams played well. There was some, uh, it, there there was some turnover issues. Purdue did come out of it, but Iowa did not look bad at all. Iowa, Iowa probably should have won that game, but the game I'm, I want to kind of discuss. Uh, more broadly is uh, Michigan-Minnesota before we get to the final game. Um, Michigan played really well. Minnesota probably would have been more in this game, but their top two kickers were out, and so they didn't, they had, if you watch the game, they couldn't, they had to kick it to like the 40 each time, giving Michigan great position. Michigan's defense played really well, um, and they, they dominated, they took advantage of uh, Minnesota missing their kickers and were able to do or just able to dominate. Yeah, agreed. I think that Michigan, you know, I turned on the game in the, you know, in the second half, and I think that, um, you know, I turned it on just as Minnesota was scoring, and I thought, okay, eleven point game, maybe they can do something. But I think right after that, Michigan was really able to just pull away with two touchdowns, um, and I just think that. Michigan's a pretty good team this year. Um, they're not going to face a ton of issues, I don't think. Um, other than the fact that, you know, if Wisconsin is able to get healthy, um, that game might be tough. Um, and I think that the Ohio State game will be tough. Yeah. But so, yeah. Um, I think that, like Finn's going like to get to, I think the Penn State-Indiana game was really crucial. Uh, yeah, uh, this was a game I, I want to see because Penn State's always one of those – fringe playoff teams that always has to face Ohio State. This game definitely should have been won by Penn State. This was really not their game to win. You look at uh, stats, and it's 
uh, a, a Penn State really played well. You you look at passing, they uh, out two hundred thirty eight yards compared to one hundred seventy by Indiana. Rushing two hundred fifty yards compared to Indiana's forty one. But one of the things that ended up hurting them is their penalties. They had ten penalties for a hundred yards. They lost. They had three. Tur- they had three turnovers, and I mean they really did dominate. They had possession time, but there were just some mistakes that allowed Indiana into it. They got a touchdown that they definitely did not want, and then the the, the end of the game can be debated all you want. But um, so before we get to that part, I'll let uh, Alex discuss anything else. Yeah, I think that. You know, a lot of people turn this game on in the fourth quarter in overtime, but the second quarter, I think, was specifically key because it allowed Indiana to be in this game. Um, other than the than the second quarter, Penn State was, I, I mean, just the better team in every other quarter um, in regulation. I think in the first quarter, they outscored them. Third quarter, outscored them. Fourth quarter, outscored them. But the second quarter, the field goal and two touchdowns, um, the seventeen nothing, you know, Indiana advantage really allowed them to be in this game and have a chance. Um, and I think that that you know just accidental score um, really ended up hurting them. And I think giving up the two conversion also hurted um, Penn State on the ensuing touchdown drive. Um, but I think that the stats, as Finn was talking about, the passing yards. I mean, Indiana had two hundred and eleven total yards. I mean, that's just, and they scored 36 points. So that doesn't match up if you look at it in a realistic sense. And with about, you know, with about, let's say, you know, let's say about a minute 53 left in the fourth quarter, Penn State, according to ESPN's win probability, had a 97.9% chance to win. Um, and with the, the, the way they outgained him, they had doubled the possession of Indiana, and they had more first downs. I think that they deserve to win this game, like you said, but it's just the mistakes and the, the mental errors that really cost them here. So the final part about this game is that controversial ending, and I think he got it by a hair. I've never seen a play in all my life that was that close, but that was one of those plays where the refs got it right by luck. The ref, I think the ref noticed that the pylon was going down, so he said it was a touchdown. But that's one of those plays where if it isn't called a touchdown, it isn't being reversed. So it it ultimately came down to the human eye, and the human eye got it right by. And I don't, I won't even give it to the human eye because I think it was just a gut reaction type thing. There, there was a crowd there, so maybe he was a little bit swayed by that. But that was crazy. I. I, I cannot stop looking at that highlight and saying Penn State was a hair away from surviving. And I it's just bad luck by Penn State. Yeah, and I I really think that, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I watched the replay several times, and I think that this call was right. Um, I don't think that, you know, in, in these types of games, I think, the team that sort of there, there's always what happens in football is you know one team will get up by a good number of points right they'll be you know garbage time 
Um, and Indiana, although there wasn't technically garbage time in this game, I think Penn State's just clear mental errors and like the the ability that they had to sort of let Indiana get in this game, um, even though they shouldn't have, is what really ended up costing the game. I don't think it ever should have even came down to the overtime. And I think that that yeah. I, I think that Penn State knows that, and I think that they know that they, you know, I I think that they know that they needed to win this game because Ohio State. State is not going to be, uh, you know, a very fun game for them unless they're able to play very well. And I honestly don't think that they're able to do, uh, they're going to be able to win at Ohio yeah. State. Or so, with, Ohio State. with that, moving on to our third and final section, our good old weekly predictions. So, without further ado, let's get into it. First game Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech. This should be relatively easy. Yeah, I think that, that Notre Dame wins this game pretty big. Uh, I think that they're favored by 20 right now. Georgia Tech has, you know, I mean, Georgia, I mean, when you play Clemson, I don't think that you're going to win, but losing by losing by 60 is a pretty bad, you know, just it, it's a pretty bad situation for them. And they also lost to Boston College by 20, Syracuse by 17, UCF by almost 30, um, and they barely beat Florida State. Notre Dame, I, I think they have the experience advantage. Um, yeah, I think it's relatively easy. Win. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Notre Dame looked great again against Pitt. Um, and, yeah, I got Notre Dame easily. So this next part would be the Wisconsin-Nebraska game that is canceled. I think that's a good thing for Wisconsin because I don't think they, they would have won. I think it would have really hurt their uh, – Big Ten West uh, hopes for a championship, or Big Ten West championship hopes. So let's move on. Um, Clemson, Boston College. Yeah, I think this is a better game than most people think. I mean, I think Boston College is clearly not as talented as, you know, Clemson is, but I think they've had relatively good wins. The thing that scares me about Boston College is, you know, the, I mean, I think they played well against UNC, and I think we talked about that in an earlier episode. But I think this loss to Virginia Tech, who didn't look good this week, is really making me look towards Clemson. And, you know, obviously, in addition to that, Clemson's the much more talented team at home with the better quarterback, better offense, better defense. So, yeah, yeah. Clemson. I agree. I, 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 I love Beast Boston College. I've been rooting for them all season. Because I, you know, I, I want them to do well, especially after watching their UNC game. I thought they looked great. But Clemson is Clemson, and Clemson will do Clemson things, and that Clemson thing is winning. So Clemson will, Clemson will win. Um, Georgia, Kentucky. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good game. Uh, I think Georgia needs the win badly. Uh, I think if they lose this game, they'll probably be done. Um, similarly, Kentucky needs the win, uh, but I think Kentucky is just not as good of a team. They lost to Auburn in the first game of the season, um, not really close, and obviously Auburn has not proved to be a very good team. Um, and, you know, they lost to Old Miss bad, and they lost to Missouri. Whereas I think Georgia, obviously, talent-wise, is the better team. And I think, you know, as of right now, their only loss was Alabama. So Yeah, uh, I think I think Kentucky is a good team. Um, and, but Georgia's coming off of a tough loss against Alabama. I think Kirby Smart will turn the corner on that game, and I think they'll get a good win against Kentucky. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised Brig right now. 
Cincinnati Memphis. I, I didn't I I did Cincinnati kind of dirty last week by not putting them here. Um, but this week I, I I'll, I'll repay them and I'll, I'll start off then. Um, Cincinnati's coming off of a huge win against SMU. Uh, they're ranked seven. Um, and their run game is really good. Uh, Desmond Ryder has yet to go game with going with having less than 120 yards. They've also got another great running back in Jared Dokes, who has also played, who's also had two games with over 100 yards. So their so their run game is fantastic. I've got Memphis. I mean, I've got I've got Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, I'll just do a simple analysis here. I think Memphis lost to SMU. Um, Cincinnati beat S- SMU badly. So, in this game, I'll take Cincinnati. So, I don't know what the rivalry is called, but it's the Michigan. It's the battle for Michigan, Michigan State versus Michigan. When I think of this game, you know, I always remember that game in Ann Arbor where, you know, the punt was blocked and Michigan State ran it back. Um, but I don't think this is as competitive of a game. Um, Michigan's right now favored by 24.5. Clearly the better team is illustrated. Michigan State lost to Rutgers, who has not, as we talked about earlier, had a Big Ten win since 2017. And I think that Michigan you know, State is just not as talented-wise. Um, and I think that Michigan... Um, yeah, I, I just think that Michigan's be- the better team here at home. So yeah, yeah. I'll take Michigan. I agree. I think Michigan's the better team. I think... I'm gonna take any team that lose. I'm I'm gonna go against any team that loses to Rutgers, um, and plays terribly against Rutgers and makes Rutgers looks look like a team like Clemson. I've got Michigan here. Um, there will there there, sh- there will be no huge famous play if, unless I'm wrong. But um, this is it, it's a tale of co- two completely different teams. Michigan State is it has is entering a new regime, um, and. Uh, Michigan's looking to uh, keep their regime in place and, um, and and not let Harbaugh get fired. Uh, so I've got Michigan here. Kansas State versus West Virginia. You know, I think that this is probably one of the games that will be the closest this week. I think that West Virginia, although not ranked, um, you know, they've played pretty well. I mean, they've beaten, um, they've beaten pretty good. Uh, I mean, not pretty good, but I, they've beaten relatively decent teams. I think the Baylor win um, was, you know, a, a pretty solid win. Um, I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that Kansas State is necessarily as good as their 16, you know, rank would indicate here. Um, I think, obviously, they've had good wins. They beat Oklahoma. Um, but... I think that at home, I'm gonna take a surpriser here, and I'm gonna take a flyer and go with West Virginia. Yeah, I, I, I was, ta- I was thinking about this game quite a bit because I agree. I, I'm just, I haven't been convinced by Kansas State yet, and I feel like West Virginia has played decently. I feel like they're one, of, they're a team that you will, that that could sneak up on you. And I'm right, even right now, I've got West Virginia down to win it, and I think I'm gonna stick with that because I think. Uh, Home field advantage will help them. So I've got West Virginia. Keeping it in the Big 12, Iowa State versus Kansas. Um, pretty obvious here. I don't think Kansas wins. Uh, I think that Iowa State, 23rd ranked team, keeps it going. Um, obviously, they lost to Oklahoma State this week. But I think 
they know they didn't play their best football. They know that they're not playing. They're they're playing the. I mean, in my opinion, the worst team in in this conference. So I, I think they know that this is going to be their opportunity to sort of execute their plays and just make sure that they play well. And I think that they'll get this one. Yeah, Kansas is what I call T R A S H, trash. Terrible team. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I I honestly think our high school football team could beat Kansas right now. They're not a good team. Iowa State, and I don't think it'll be close against Kansas. I, I just can't believe Kansas continue continually finds a way to play ranked. They they're they're terrible. Indiana versus Rutgers. I think that uh, you know in this game, I think that Indiana should be able to win. I don't think. Rutgers is that good um, because I think that Indiana is going to be confident off of their last game against Penn State. They know that this Rutgers win is, you know, that they know that winning at Rutgers is going to be a prerequisite to um, essentially ensuring that this Michigan game goes well because I think that this is going to be like what I call the dress rehearsal for Michigan um, yeah. because I think that. Um, the Michigan game is going to be where they have to prove themselves, and this game is how they get started. I don't think Rutgers is good. Um, if Rutgers wins here, I, I will be genuinely surprised. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with Indiana. Yeah, I'd love to go Rutgers. Anytime a, a, a small team or a, a team that has struggled for past few years looks great against a team, you want to go with them. But Indiana beat a very, very good Penn State team. Um, and I'm not convinced by Michigan State, so I've got Indiana. Texas, Oklahoma State. I'll go Oklahoma State here. Um, I just think that Oklahoma State, like they're winning last week, is the slightly better team. Um, I think that Texas does have a bit of an experience edge, um, but I think that you know their defense has not been really has not been able to stop anyone. Um, I mean they were okay against Baylor, but I think that right now I I, I think you're gonna have to be looking towards. Um, you know I, I don't think you can um, say that they win this week. So, yeah. Uh, Texas is always saying they're back. Um, clearly not. Oklahoma State is coming off of what as I said a survival game earlier. I think they're gonna win this. Uh. Just I I'm, I haven't been convinced by Texas that they're a very good team, so I could see Texas possibly winning this, but I think Oklahoma State's a better team. Uh, so I got Oklahoma State. Alabama versus Mississippi State. Alabama big. I think that Mississippi State is not very good. Uh, I think that KJ Costello is not a good quarterback, um, and I I think that. Right now, you know, I, I think that right now that winning at LSU looked good, but they just have not been able to do anything offensively the past three weeks. So I'll go yeah. Alabama. I think Alabama is the best team in football right now outside of Clemson. And Mississippi State, ever since that win against LSU, has been terrible. So I've not a, not a doubt in my mind that Alabama's going to lose this. So. Alabama. Missouri versus Florida. Note that Florida is seeing cases again, COVID cases. So this, I don't know if there's any doubt, but if there is, 
If they plays, who do you have? Uh, I think if they do play, I would go Florida, but not very big because I think that when you don't play for a good chunk of time in the middle of the season and another team plays a full-fledged game and, you know, obviously wins, I think that they're going to have a shot. Um, so if I, I, I think in this game I'll take Florida by a field goal. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. I think it's I think it's tough when you haven't played in a while and you're facing a team. Um, I, I wouldn't say Missouri's great, but they're decent. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Florida here by 7 to 10-ish. Um, UNC versus UVA. UNC, uh, in my opinion, is the better team. Virginia is just not very good this year. Um, and I think that Virginia, although they've played two ranked teams, um, I, I just think that some of their some of their games have not been. Um, I, I think this Wake Forest loss is really persuading me to, um, you know, not look their way. Um, and I just think right now, you know, I, I don't think that they're the better team in this game. And I think that because of that, I'll go UNC. Um, they looked really well. This they looked really good this week. Yeah, I think UNC is a good team, um, and, and UVA just hasn't been that great. They didn't look terrible against Miami, but nonetheless, I got UNC. Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. Oklahoma is back in rankings. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a very close game because I don't think that Oklahoma can stop literally anyone. Um, and I think that Texas Tech's offense has been relatively good. Um, they're averaging about 30 a game. They even put up 56 against Texas. Um, and their defense has looked okay. Um, it, you know, not amazing, but it's looked okay um, since that Texas game. So, in a surpriser, I don't think that Oklahoma is, a good, is that good of a team. I'm going to go Texas Tech. I think the exact opposite. I, I, I don't like Texas Tech. I don't think they're a very good team. Oklahoma, I think Lincoln Riley will rally the troops and get a convincing win against Texas Tech. So finally, the marquee matchup, the one we have, I mean, the one Big Ten game that you always look forward to. Ohio State versus Penn State. Uh, Penn State is allowing seven, I think it's going to be 7,000 fans into the stadium. That'll be interesting to see how loud it can get because um, they have an infamously loud crowd. Who do you have? I think this is going to be an Ohio State win due to the fact that they don't have a large crowd. I think that if they had a large crowd here, I think that they could, you know, I mean, if you look at last year where they played Michigan, I mean, they just completely rattled them. I mean, like, there were several plays where Michigan really could not get the stap off because they couldn't hear. The game. Yeah, and I think that because of that, you know, I, I think that it creates a really tough environment for these teams. But obviously, in a talent-wise, I think Ohio State's better. Um, and I think given that it's really a neutral site for the most part, right, given that they're not allowing very many fans, um, I think that Ohio State will win this game. So, uh, not, not by very much, but we'll take them here. Yeah, I think Penn State's just coming off of a loss that I think, that, I think they'll be in their minds when they're playing Ohio State. I think they'd have let – I go to been ideal for them to come in against Ohio State, uh, especially week two, with a win already in hand. And that's clearly not the case. They're going to be 0-2 because Ohio State's just 
the far better team. I think Ohio State is up there this year with Alabama and Clemson. So I've got Ohio State by a lot. You did say, like, uh, and I agree, if Penn State allowed fans, I think this would be a much closer game. I even think they could win it. But Ohio State's the better team. They got better offense. They got better defense. Justin Fields is one of the best quarterbacks, probably the best quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence. Maybe, perhaps, he maybe even is. I think he can definitely prove himself to be the better quarterback. I've got Ohio State um, in this huge game. Penn State will be 0-2, and that'll be tough. But nonetheless, Ohio State with the win, and that'll wrap it up. That'll just about do it for today's today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Pleasure as always. Finn, Alex, adios.